Hey there, friend. I'd like to share with you what may be a fresh take on what it means to win souls. In Proverbs 11.30, it says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and one who is wise gains souls. Is it just to take people to heaven, or is it something more starting right now? Welcome, I'm Brian Del Turco, and welcome to episode 247, a special Jesus Espresso episode. And I'm hoping that these will be strong shots of Kingdom Caffeine. Yes, Kingdom Caffeine to power us through the days in which we live. I'll be honest, I'm addicted to coffee. When I wake up, it is the morning of the living dead until I get my coffee. I have to get my coffee at the top of the day. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. Some would say it's not, and I need to wean myself off of that. But I'm too much of a coward to try to go through the process of weaning off of coffee, and I just enjoy it too much. So I don't know. God created the coffee beans. You know what I mean? We need a strong brew from the Father's Cafe, even more important than natural caffeine. I think we need kingdom caffeine to power us through these weeks and months and days. And I guess that's what this uh, special style or genre on Jesus Martha podcast uh, is Jesus Espresso. You can see the show notes page for this episode to take things a little deeper on the theme today, jesusmart.com slash 247. You know, we have some reviews on the podcast on Apple Podcast, and one of the reviews says, I am loving this podcast. The content and interviews are smart, intelligent, informative, and empowering in kingdom strategy. It's refreshing in a world swirling in useless and harmful talk. Thank you very much for that review. We appreciate reviews. We value them. There are more there on Apple Podcasts. If you listen there, uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast is a great place to leave your review and your five-star rating. And, um, you know, if you can't do a five-star rating, just keep it private. Keep it to yourself. (laughs) Just kidding. We appreciate the reviews. Now, on to the brew for today. Proverbs 11 and verse 30. I was reading recently in my own devotional time, and this verse was just highlighted for me in a fresh way. And I thought, you know, I'm going to bring that in a Jesus Espresso episode. It says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and one who wins or one who is wise gains souls. Maybe your translation says wins souls. The Amplified renders it as he who is wise captures and wins souls for God. They gather them for eternity. The I think it's the contemporary English version, the CEV. If you act wisely, others will follow. And now listen to the NIV The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives. Why am I reading different translations here? Because the Hebrew word nefesh is many times translated as soul, but some of the more modern scholarship and more recent translations are searching for words to uh, translate nefesh like others will follow or saving lives. There's a reason for that, as we'll see today. Nefesh is the Hebrew word. What it means is a life. Now, put your Bible nerd glasses on with me, okay? Listen, 
if you're going to meet this moment in the kingdom, right? You're going to have to have something of a Bible nerd in you. You got to drill, got to drill a little deep and, 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 uh, allow the word, you know, crush the grain of the word and allow the nutrients and the meaning to come forth. Nefesh means a life, a living being, the self, a person, a mind, a personality, even inner desires and feelings. Now, Nefesh in the Hebrew, unlike the English word soul, which usually describes only the inner person, right? Like your soul goes to heaven. We're going to talk about that. The inner person, as contrasted with the outer person, your body, Nefesh describes, this is the Hebrew thinking, we could call it the Hebraic point of view on this word and understanding this truth. It describes the whole person as a living unit or a living being. Did you know that sometimes even God's being, that is his self, his desires, his life, is described as a soul, nefesh in the Hebrew? Like in Jeremiah 5, 9, God says, shall I not avenge myself? It's the Hebrew word nefesh, translated as myself or my soul. Nefesh refers to the essence of life, like God breathed into Adam and Adam became a living being or a living soul. It refers to the act of breathing. Now, let's stay with it. Keep those Bible nerd glasses on. Sometimes when I get all nerdy, about the Bible, especially with one of my daughters, you know, she takes her index finger and pokes between her eyes, putting your nerdy glasses on or something, right? Hey, I wear it with a badge of honor. And we have a lot of jesting about that. You're going to get the nerd stuff from me if you're one of my kids. You shouldn't have come into the family if you don't want it. Ah, yes. Now, the Vines Expository Dictionary of Old and New Testament Words. It's Some of you Bible nerds will understand this reference. It's a major source. They say that the word soul is actually an unfortunate translation of nefesh. See, our understanding of soul comes more from the Greek and the Latin. And it's like this inner being, and then you have your outer being, the body, And one of the phrases that's bantered about a lot in teaching, I've heard it a lot from different sources, which I kind of despise, if I'm honest with you. I despise it. And here's what they say. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. I despise that because let's go back to the foundational primal Hebraic Old Testament understanding of soul It is your total being, including your body. It's your life essence. It's your mind. It's your will. It's your emotions. Yes, it is your spirit. All of that intuition and instinct and discernment and revelatory uh, capacity. It is also your organs, your glands and your body and your muscles and your skin. It's the whole package. And so he or Proverbs is saying that he who wins souls is wise or he who saves lives is wise. We need to go for the whole person. We need to win the whole person over to Jesus way of living and to a kingdom point of view. 
You see, again, some of the more modern scholarship, which actually many times is based upon, you know, earlier textual evidence that has been discovered, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, for example, and newer translations will search for words other than soul. And there's a reason, because it's hard to translate it into into the English. Uh, Like the NIV says, saving lives translates nefesh as saving lives or the new living translation says winning friends now i would take that as winning friends to god you know jesus says i no longer call you slaves but i call you friends and so you're wise and you're smart if you engage this process of winning lives over winning the total life package of somebody over to the jesus way of living And we begin to live right now in the kingdom, and we begin to live right now in the light and power of the age which is to come. There is a time coming when the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And yet we are already living and in those trace elements of that age, which is to come now, we're seeing healing, we're seeing the dead raised, we're seeing demonic powers displaced from people and situations, all things which will find their fullness and completion in the fullness of the kingdom, which Jesus will bring. And yet the kingdom is already here and that age, which is to come is overlapping into our time now. And we are to now win people to that starting now. And a big part of that is modeling it. We really can't win people to what we don't experience. We need to have people that are further along or more advanced in Christ than we are discipling us and bringing us into their experience in Christ. But we also need to turn around and look to others who are not as far along as we are and invite them along the way and bring them into our experience in Christ. And the whole continuum, the whole multi-phased process of discipleship is to keep advancing and moving and moving towards that horizon. Hallelujah, when the new heavens and the new earth will be filled with the glory of the knowledge of the Lord, and we can start tasting the powers of the age which is to come. Do you see it? Can you get it? Can we keep working with this? Can we keep rehearsing it and praying into it until it clicks, until we get it and we make it our own? It becomes part of our understanding and part of our experience. Jesus said in Matthew 28, and this is right before his ascension. This is like moments before his ascension. So he's obviously saying something vital and important. And what does he say? All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, I put in parentheses, because all authority is given to me. What's the therefore, therefore? Go, therefore. He just said, all authority has been given to me. So now, go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing, which implies conversion and regeneration and the born-again experience. Jesus told Nicodemus, we have to be born again to see the kingdom. And then he also said, we have to be born again to enter into the kingdom. And then Jesus continues in Matthew 28, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And I am with you always, even to the end of this age. 
Jesus is with us now to the end of this age, even as the age to come in Christ is overlapping this age, and we start tasting the powers of that age which is to come. Jesus is with us all the way through until he comes again. We are getting ready for the age of Christ. When Jesus came and said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he is saying, turn around, stop the way you are, start living now in the character and the power of the age which is to come. Follow me. He who wins souls is wise. Let's get smart. Let's get let's get wise if this is what Jesus is concerned about. This is a top line priority. As we engage it, do you think that increased blessing is going to be released on your life? Jesus did say about the harvest that he who wins, he who engages the harvest is already receiving wages and you will receive wages forever. Now, there are a thousand ways to do this. There are a thousand ways to be discipled and to disciple. There are a thousand ways for you to disciple others. Uh, maybe it's putting together quality social commu- uh, social media communication and discipling through social media. Maybe it's calling that person up, having a coffee. Maybe it's praying with some people. Maybe you're teaching a class. Maybe you're leading an old classical Bible study. But maybe you're doing it in new ways. You know, there's new ways to do this. Maybe you start a YouTube channel. Maybe you start a podcast like I'm doing. Maybe you are writing some blog posts. Maybe you're publishing articles. Maybe there's a book in you. But it doesn't have to be these big things that may seem intimidation, in, intimidating. They're really not. If you're called to do it, you just need to start doing it. And the grace will keep you doing it and help you and develop you. There are many ways, conversations, just, you know, beginning to develop relationships on your street, in your neighborhood, beginning to establish rapport with people, beginning to leak out, leak out the witness of Christ through you. Many, many ways to disciple and to be discipled. Search out mentors. Search out people that are further than you. You need to have three, four, five good quality mentors that you want to see a good dose of what they have reproduced in your own life. It'll be unique to you, but God uses this process. Disciple and be discipled. Be wise and win souls. But let's think broader. It's not just praying a prayer of salvation so somebody's soul, as we normally think about it, can go to heaven someday. Let's think more comprehensively. It is about their body. It is about wellness. It is about finances. It is about their sexuality, their marriage, their family life. It starts now. It's comprehensive. Let's honor the now. Jesus said what? Occupy until I come. Not an escapist mindset and pray with people in a gospel of sin management to pray a sinner's prayer to get to heaven someday and we're not going to really do much until then in terms of demonstrating what kingdom is in this life. It starts now. He who wins souls is wise. I'm challenged by it. You can go to the show notes page to get more on this, jesussmart.com slash 247. Stay connected with the podcast and with jesussmart.com. 
One of the ways you can do that, of course, is to subscribe on your listening app and click the notification option there to be notified when new episodes go live. Hey, thank you for passing episode 247 along to your friends and contacts. The future belongs to Jesus equally. So does the now. He's brilliant. Let's keep walking with him. Let's keep sipping our kingdom coffee. And uh, we're going to catch his brilliance in a unique way. 